What is up, bros, and welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And at this point, a new intro is just not going to happen. So, Oh my gosh, we're so stupid. <laughs> uh, one day, one day. Gosh, we... Say. Gosh, I knew we there suck. was something we were forgetting, dude. <laughs> like, it's every freaking week. I'm just like, God, like, anytime we're doing, like, the whole outline and everything, I'm just like, we have... We're missing something. I just don't remember what. And then we start recording, and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's hope next week we actually remember. We'll see. Probably not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> eventually. Eventually. Um, but anyway, uh, welcome to the Albros podcast. Uh, on this week's episode of the podcast, uh, we'll be talking about some 4K Spotlight. Uh, we got a movie coming out that both of us really, really enjoyed. It was actually a movie that we uh, broke down last month. It'll be coming out. Uh, we got nothing for Through the Wall. Um, we did get the first trailer for Hocus Pocus 2, but there's really not a lot to talk about. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited for it. Like, holy shit, it's amazing to see those three back together again. But, yeah, but nothing much in ways of like talking about other than being like, hey, it happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do, I do like the teaser at the end when the guy's just like, are you looking for the stage? And she's like, of course. That was great. <laughs> um, so after we talk about that 4K spotlight uh, item, I don't know why I said it like that, uh, we'll be moving on to our headliner of the evening, which will be finally, like, fi- like God, this is like, we've been talking about breaking this movie down for what, like a month or so? Um be breaking down uh, DreamWorks The Bad Guys. Hell yeah. So, Caleb, what do you say we get started? I say let's do it. Hey guys, I'm Crash, host of the podcast Crash and Taz's Movie Seller. On our show, me and my co-host pick a new movie each week and rate each movie on a few categories that we think are important to making a great movie. After we rate the movie, it gets a final rating, and that lands it somewhere on our seller scale where it will get labeled as either a well, premium, or a top-shelf film. Catch us on platforms like Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and more. And don't forget to follow us on social media. On Instagram, as Crash and Taz's Movie Seller. It's Crash, the letter N, Taz Movie Seller, with underscores in between each word. And on Facebook, Crash and Taz Movie Seller, uh, where you, as a listener, can suggest movies for us to rate, and also give us some constructive criticism to make the show more entertaining. Overall, don't forget to follow or subscribe and rate and review us and get ready for an entertaining show with us. See you guys then. All right, so with 4K Spotlight, we have everything, everywhere, all at once come to both 4K and Blu-ray, and we actually have an exclusive. And I think I am going to go out and pick this version up on Tuesday if I can find it. Because I can't express how much I love this version. So it's a Walmart exclusive. And it's a... So it's just an exclusive slipcover. But it's amazing. Because it has freaking uh, googly eyes just all over the slipcover. That's that's what the slipcover is. It's just googly eyes. Nice. <laughs> right? Oh, I need, yeah, I need this in my life. Um, so yeah. Uh... Other than that, that's the only exclusive for this movie. Um, but if you guys haven't checked this movie out, 
please do yourself a favor. It's an amazing movie. Like I said, me and Caleb enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I honestly say that we loved this movie. Um, so yeah, if you guys haven't seen everything everywhere all at once, do yourselves a freaking favor and go watch this wonderful film. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, that, that was so good. So good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um so yeah, that's that's all I got for four K spotlight. Um <laughs> Well, sorry, I did forget another one. God damn it, because you know, Are I you shitting me? Job. It's every week with you. <laughs> Shut up, okay? <laughs> every freaking week. Is that it? Hey, yeah, you, that's hey, it. <laughs> hey, in my defense, you say new releases. What if this is just like a movie that's already been released, but it's finally coming to 4K. Does that still count? No! God damn it. <laughs> I feel this was a big enough movie to announce it. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow is coming to 4K. Um, uh, it absolutely and... was not worth bringing up. That movie was oh. not good. <laughs> really? Shit, Have you seen I pre-ordered it? it? No, and I pre-ordered the Steelbook. It's... It's an action-packed Groundhog's Day, which is cool, I guess. That sounds awesome. It it wasn't my favorite. So, I mean, maybe you'll like it better than I did, but... It wasn't. We will see. I'll still be sending you the code, though. Fair. And I'll still maybe take can... it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, of course you will. It's a free freaking movie. Can't argue uh... there. Yeah. Um, okay, so that is it. Wait, they're releasing Okja? I didn't what? know that. Yeah, you know that Netflix movie, Okja? Did you ever watch that? No. It's like about the girl and the elephant. The shit? Oh, yeah, this movie uh, came out in like 2017. Um, I think it's the first time it's coming to Blu ray and 4K at that matter. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it's the first time it's ever been released on a uh, Blu-ray. That's freaking awesome. And I think it's the yeah, it's part of the Criterion Collection. So, if you guys have wanted to own Okja on a physical format, here you go. God damn it, I missed another movie. This is actually a this is actually a uh, a new release. Uh, the sequel to the Downtown Abbey, Downton Abbey movie, uh, Downton Abbey: A New Era. That's coming out as well. Jeez, you're just think killing it this episode, dude. I, I am. And that also... Wait. I don't think that has a... I don't think that has a steelbook. I think it's just a 4K and Blu-ray release. And then also, I guess... And this is an exclusive. You can get a limited edition gift set that is just Blu-ray and DVD. It comes with uh, collectible photo book postcards and a tea strainer. Okay. <laughs> Because I want a tea strainer. strainer. Yeah, because I want a tea strainer with my Blu-ray set. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, there you guys go. If you wanted to pick up Downton Abbey, a new era, definitely get that gift set. Okay, I promise that is it. There's no other new releases coming out. Shit, dude. <laughs> that are worth talking about. Shut your ass. Um. <laughs> uh, so like we said, we have nothing for Through the Wall. So, Caleb, what do you say we get right into our uh, main event? 
I say let's do it. Alright, so, for this week's main event, oh my god, main event, we're bringing that back, I guess. Dude, what is up with you? <laughs> I don't really know. I really don't. Um, I'll let you know. Um, but for this week's headliner, uh, we will be breaking down uh, DreamWorks The Bad Guys. So, Caleb, do you want to let everyone know how we break down movies on this podcast? I would love to. If you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a... I just had a total brain fart moment right there. Ha, it's not only me. (laughs) Um, To come to a final All Bros letter grade. So the eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal score at the very end. All those numbers get magically added up in our algorithm and spit out a letter grade for us to compare this to other movies that we have discussed or done this system for. Yeah, yeah. So with that, if you have not seen the bad guys, uh go go check it out. Um as of the day this releases Yeah, when this releases, you should be able to go check it out on Peacock. Um and then if you're listening to this any time obviously within a 4-month window of this coming out, um, it should be on Netflix after that. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Or you so that, could also buy the physical version of it. It's up to you. Or you could do that, I guess. <laughs> but those wow. are the two ways that you can watch it right now. Or right now. Shit. Technically, it's only one way. Or I guess you can buy the physical copy. That's like one way to watch it. Or you could... Go yeah, because you know physical media is still a thing, Caleb. Not for long. <laughs> Bit. Don't even talk that way. <laughs> don't even talk that way. Dude, how long do you have to wait to buy the physical copy after a movie comes out? Um, I'm not gonna discuss that. Yeah, you can go to hell. Anyway, <laughs> if you've I mean, not I, seen I this movie, there, so. if you have not seen this movie, go check it out, then come back and listen to our, our breakdown. Yeah. But if you don't mind this movie getting spoiled, hey, we're your guys. So Rose is yeah. about to spoil the entire freaking movie for you, so take it away. Here we go. All right. In greater Los Angeles, where humans and anthropomorphic animals coexist, and I have to say, they really don't explain this that well. They don't even explain it at all. It's kind of just like, oh, hey. It's kind of just like, hey, they coexist. That's all you need to know. I'm pretty sure I saw, like, normal dogs in the background, too. So, 
what's just shit. Yeah, it's like they have random ass anthropomorphic animals, and then some that aren't. Yeah, like like the cat. Yep, the cat didn't talk. The, 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 there is a cat that literally is just a cat. It meows. That's it. Just like a cat. It's kind of one of those goofy Pluto situations. Yes. There we go. That is a perfect <laughs> way to put it. Don't get me started on that. Ah. Anyway. In greater Los Angeles, where humans and anthropomorphic animals coexist, the bad guys, a gang of infamous criminal animals led by the cool-headed Mr. Wolf... Commit brazen thefts. I think I used that word right. Is that is it brazen? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Uh, brazen thefts and successfully evade the authorities due to the public's interpretation of them as inherently bad animals. After being insulted by Governor Diane Foxington on live television, Wolf convinces his gang to pull off a heist to steal a valuable award called the Golden Dolphin from guinea pig philanthropist Professor Marmalade during his inauguration at a gala. During the heist, Wolf inadvertently helps an elderly woman and is praised for the good deed, leading to Wolf becoming afflicted by his wrongdoings. After the gang is exposed and arrested as a result of a failed attempted escape, Wolf persuades Marmalade with Foxington's approval to reform them, planning to take advantage of the pretense to steal the award again. Marmalade invites the gang to his home, but they struggle with his lessons, unable to adapt to good behavior. After a heist for good to rescue a herd of guinea pigs from a research lab fails due to Wolf's second-in-command, Mr. Snake, eating them, Foxington decides to call off the experiment, but relents when Wolf confesses that he despises being hated for his species, where she admits she understands and has hope for him. Wolf contemplates the matter and finds himself rescuing a cat from a tree, which Marmalade records and publishes, turning the public image of the gang around. However, Snake fears that he is losing touch with his friend. When the gang execute a new heist to steal the award again during a gala, the wolf wolf cannot bring himself to finish the plan. Suddenly, a meteorite on display is stolen, causing the gang to be blamed for its theft. When they are arrested, Marmalade meets them in private and reveals that he stole the meteorite and has planned for the gang to take the blame. And he mentions he was the old woman that Wolf had helped. In prison, Wolf explains to his gang that he doesn't want to be a criminal anymore and that they can be better. But Snake refuses, believing that the world will never see them as anything other than monsters. Their fight is interrupted when the Crimson Paw, a notorious criminal, rescues them, revealing herself to be Foxington, who reformed when she attempted to steal the golden pi- I almost said the golden pineapple. The golden dolphin herself. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. Upon, upon reaching safety, the gang abandons Wolf for betraying them, but when they return to their hideout, they find it completely emptied of their loot as Wolf revealed its location to Foxington early at the gala as compensation for his crimes. After Snake willingly gives the childish Mr. Shark his last possession, a pushpop, out of kindness, the others realize that they can change their ways and proceed to help Wolf. However, Snake denies it and abandons them to ally with Marmalade, who plans to use the meteorite to power a mind-control device to mind-control device to hypnotize an army of guinea pigs into stealing charity funds. Meanwhile, Wolf 
and Foxington break into Marmalade's home to steal the meteorite, only to be captured by Marmalade and Snake. They are rescued by the remainder of the gang, then steal the meteorite and proceed to foil Marmalade's heist. They arrive at the police station to turn in the meteorite until they decide to bring Snake back despite his betrayal. During the chase, Marmalade betrays Snake as an advantage. Uh, and Wow, sorry, I'm going to start that sentence over again. During the chase, Marmalade betrays Snake as an advantage, the gang risks their lives to save him, and Marmalade steals the meteorite back. After rescuing Snake and destroying Marmalade's mind control helmet, the gang surrenders to the authorities to prevent Foxington from revealing her former criminal past. Marmalade attempts to take credit for recovering the meteorite, but is revealed to be a fake planted by Snake, who had faked his defection. He switched it for a meteorite-shaped lamp and overcharged overcharged the real one inside Marmalade's basement, causing it to violently implode the entire manor from afar. When the lamp meteorite falls on Marmalade, a diamond he stole from Foxington falls from his suit, which authorities recognize as having been stolen by Crimson Paw years ago. Implicated as the Crimson Paw, Marmalade is arrested and his credibility is destroyed. One year later, the gang is released from prison in light of their good behavior, partnering up with Foxington to be Foxington to begin their new crime fighting careers. Hell yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Super convoluted plan. <laughs> just a little bit. But I think that just kind of goes with this Ocean Eleven knockoff. <laughs> I wouldn't say knockoff. I'd say like, oh, like, like you, uh, Ocean's Eleven for kids. Isn't that yes. how you put it? It's it's basically animated Ocean's Eleven, yeah, or twelve or whichever one you want to. And to it say. makes it even better. What makes it even better is freaking when uh, people kept telling Wolf, "Do not pull the Clooney on me." Some shit like that. <laughs> that was freaking hilarious. I'm like, okay, that, yeah, that's that's a nice nod to ocean, the ocean films. But yeah, that, that's you know cool. exactly what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and you know what? I'm I'm here for it. I'm loving this. Um, yeah, it was so. This the story here was pretty decent. Like there was some times here where it started to drag a little bit. Like I think the whole uh goodness training fell a l- little short in terms of the pacing that they were going for at the beginning. Yeah, I agree cuz literally it felt like it was just that whole um I don't know like the only one that's like really uh put not pushed out. Um expanded on is like when they're trying to save the cat from the tree and they i hate that they mark it as like oh it was a, you know like the, it was a, it was a team effort they saved the cat i'm like no it was just wolf yeah that kind of annoyed me <laughs> no they, the others didn't do shit <laughs> yeah they didn't they wanted nothing to do with that damn cat and yet they all get the credit for it and then yeah, it's suddenly seriously. like one video of wolf doing this and then he's, they're like, oh, they're reformed. <laughs> like, yeah, what? they love you guys. No, they should only be loving Wolf. Nothing against the other guys. But he's the one that did the selfless act. Yep. Um, so, I mean, there were just, honestly, there were issues all around with, with, with story. I mean, 
for who this movie's for being like young kids and maybe tweens it's not bad it's one that i'd feel comfortable sitting my child in front of and just kind of like leaving the room that's fair um is i i wish that there was more like good leading up to when they perform their first and only a uh, good heist yeah right and it just felt like the turn for snake being good or doing that that selfless act of giving shark his last push pop came out of freaking nowhere yeah it did is it just me or did you want to push pop after watching this movie dude i fr- well i was eating i i was eating a freaking uh, popsicle oh you lucky son of a bitch i didn't have any popsicles in the house and i was kind of sad i was so <laughs> tempted to drive to walmart or even my uh my work and just go buy one but i resisted and i was proud of myself um but yeah, so it's just like they they focus so much on Wolf's turn to goodness that they just kind of sidelined everyone else's. So when everyone else turned yeah. over to the good side, it was like, okay, what? <laughs> like literally, the only thing that we're given is to why they're like, oh yeah, let's you know, like let's be good. Is that they get that like feeling of wolf bringing up like oh you know like my tail started wagging you know like i felt like as he put a good boy and so they all get that feeling except for snake snakes mr snake is the only one that doesn't get it um but i don't know about supposedly you, if, he did actually yeah. have it in the in the elevator oh yeah he did yeah thank you um but i don't know about maybe it's just me but if i was a bad guy for that long it would take more than that for me to be like oh yeah i want to be good now yeah, right? And it's just... That's just where... That's honestly where it fell short. Like there were, And I think that's more of a writing issue than anything. Yeah. So we'll get into like, that, but... I hate... No, sorry. No, no, you're good. No, I was just going to say, like, I, I kind of... Um, I really... And this is, I feel like, a writing thing, too. Especially, like, with character, character writing. I really... W- like, I get that they really just wanted to p- focus on Wolf... And a little bit on Snake when it came to the um, the character writing, but honestly, like I would have loved to have so much more um, character arc for um, like Mister Piranha, Mister Shark, and uh, was it Miss Spider or Miss Web? Uh, or no, Miss Tarantula. Yeah, Tarantula. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Like we got good stuff from them, but like I would have just wanted a little more. I get that they're the they're the side characters of the bad guys but i don't know i i think the fact that like they turn over so fast i feel if we would have gotten a little more from them uh from the rest of the movie when it leads up to the ending of that i feel the whole like switch that fast would have uh been a lot less uh a lot less of a blow right well it's also the fact that they <sighs> The only people in that group to do a selfless act other than the the team as a whole was freaking Snake and Wolf. 
Yeah, that's true. The other three didn't. Like they gave they gave the push pop or Snake gave the push pop to Shark, and then suddenly everyone's tail is wagging. Like you guys didn't do anything. You watched a good act be done. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that counts. Right? So it it's like as much as you think it does. I would have really liked maybe more individual goodness training for them. Yes. And then them just like and then seeing that they're just kind of like denying that that goodness or kind of like having that moment of like, oh, like, hey, that felt good. But then like, no, we're bad guys and kind of want like showing that they're having that struggle where they're just like, hey, but no. Yeah. I will say though, DreamWorks does get some um points in my book. Um I know this is a uh, based off book a book or a, a series of books. Um but I don't ever since I was a kid, I always loved the villain more than the hero. I don't know what it is. So whenever even like as a as a, a grown adult, whenever I see like any studio take on uh giving the villain an actual character arc and like just seeing them grow throughout the movie. I freaking love it. Like I might've had some problems with the story, but I still enjoy where they actually take the villains and what they do with the character arc. Um, and just the characters in general. So I would, if, if, if like my biggest positive is to say with this movie is kudos to DreamWorks for being able to pull this off pretty well. Yeah, they do. They do a decent job. It's just not, it's just pacing, really, and just like all. I think I'm gonna be grading my the writing portion a little harsher, um, but it's just with flow and everything. It's just that goodness training that I thought was gonna be for like a while ended up being like what a weekend. Yeah, I'm like you're gonna try and rehabilitate someone in a weekend. Like, what the shit is that? Like, you can do goodness training and make it last a while if you want it to. Yeah. I I don't think the chief of police would uh, give you a thumbs up if you came to him. You're just like, oh, hey, look, we cured them in a weekend. It was that easy. Yeah, no. Yeah, freaking bullshit. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, other than... so. It was weird because it was like super fast paced in the beginning where it, it was like everything in the beginning. Like you get the introduction to the team. They're doing, they're performing a heist they're, or they're in the middle of the heist. And then they get home, kind of have their like your, your little calm down moment. And then they get called out and it's just like, all right, now we're going to go do this other heist. And that, that heist goes on for a little too long. Fair. And then it's like goodness training for like a short little bit, but somehow it feels like really long. I feel maybe like the reason why they kept it so short is um, when it came to like the next event of them being good, like they never were actually going to like they were pretending the whole time. So maybe that's why. That's where I feel like you could have had more of them struggling with it. Like, struggling with the the goodness. Then you could have made it, done more of a, like, the training montage. Where they're trying to deny it. Ooh. 
And then that way, yeah. when it like comes down to it, and then they're like, okay, yeah, now we're now we're doing it. Then it, then that would make more sense for like Wolf and, and all of them to like struggle pulling off this heist that they kind of don't want to pull off, and all this other shit. And then it's like, oh, and then suddenly they're framed for for this stuff, and it's yeah, it's just kind of like, eh, I don't think you guys did this. Good enough. Yeah. So. Freaking the, the opening heist. Oh my god, I freaking loved it. Yeah, that was great. That was like so much fun and like yeah. such a good introduction to the team. It was. Yeah, they freaking, yeah, that opening with uh, Fox and, not Fox, wow, Wolf and Snake literally just sitting at a restaurant and then it pulls out to like literally everyone just like huddled up against the wall like terrified for their lives dude that was hilarious but yeah it kind of gave me um i don't know why but pulp fiction vibes Ooh, yeah i can absolutely agree with that yeah like i thought that i thought that was super fun like a, a really good just introduction to everyone and how everyone feels like all that stuff was done so well it's just as the movie went on it just kind of fell apart yeah and then it picked up really good at the end which is oh, yeah, it's just like everything finish. in the middle was just kind of it felt like a mixture of just bad pacing bad s- storytelling and then bad just everything else yeah, yeah, I yeah, I can agree with that. So it's just eh not 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 the biggest fan of that. But story overall, I think they did pretty good. So I think Absolutely. I'm I think I'm in the like the low eighties. <laughs> Maybe eighty one. I think I'm going to go a little higher than you. I'm going to go an 80. I'll go an 83. That's fair. Alright, so that averages us out to an 82 for story. Uh, next up, writing. This one, I'm I'm low. It's just... Yeah, same. It, it's not it's good. the character like the, writing the, for me that's the, the dialogue's not bad the dialogue is is oh, no, not no. horrible it's just yeah. like you try to pull the whole oceans 11 thing and the oceans 11 thing was like good but you had like way too much like betrayal and like and double crosses and you're just like gosh just freaking come on and I'm sorry to say you can s- spoiler alert. Um, you, well, duh, we already read the spoiler. Ugh. Um, you can see the villain um, reveal coming from a mile away. Yeah, absolutely. Like, come on. Like, you guys yeah. didn't even try to hide it. <laughs> no, you did not. Like, ah. Yeah, shit. I, yeah, writing... I say, did I just knock you lower? <laughs> no, like, I was already pretty freaking low. I'm chilling. I'm not, like, ridiculously low, but I, I'm low. It, it's just... 
I don't know. It's like I... the conversations that they had, like there were very few conversations that everyone was having that felt like they went together. It almost f- feels like they were they recorded this separately from each other. They actually did. Did um, they really? It shows. A lot of yeah, it absolutely a lot of the shows. Voice, yeah, a lot of uh the audio was done uh remotely because uh this was made during COVID. Or like the you know, like the big part of COVID. Okay. And I that's more of a of an acting issue. Um here, I just want to make sure that I'm saying that right. Yeah, but it it totally feels like that. It's like nothing quite flows really well, and it's just some of the dialogue was just kind of like off. Yeah, it straight up says on their Wikipedia, voice acting was done remotely due to the COVID nineteen pandemic. Totally makes sense. Um, yeah, we'll get into that, but it's. St- I, I don't mean, know. it sounded good. At least there's that. Yeah, it's just. It's interesting that this is a a book adaptation. I actually what looked it up. Question? The guy, the guy who directed this, has never directed anything else. He is really? so he, he he's an animator. Okay, so it's kind of like what Pixar does with a lot of their animators. They give them uh, their first time directing. Like, the guy that directed Lightyear, that was his first movie. Yeah, so it was just, he did a few, a couple shorts, and then he animated this. And his next project is also going to be a a short. But you can, like, knowing that information, it does, like, really stick out. The, The writing was just kind of weak. And obviously, spoiler alert, the the animation on this was really freaking good. Yeah. Like, it had, like, a bit of, like, stylistic, but also, still, like, the classic DreamWorks animation that we're used to. Yeah, exactly. Which which I loved. So, unfortunately, it's just... Writing is where this fell apart. Yeah, I can... What I really... I mean, I feel it might be weird if I... Uh, you know, went to like Barnes and Noble and like picked up the, uh, the actual like books on this movie or, uh, books that the movie is based off of. But I want to know is if in the books, uh, Mr. Shark, Mrs. Tarantula and, uh, Mr. Uh, Piranha, um, have, I, if they have like a little more, uh, more, um, character writing in those, like, well, this being a whole series of books, I would imagine so. That's true. So maybe we'll get a sequel and they'll be more I doubt prominent? it. I highly doubt it. I mean, it made decent at the box office. Did it? Uh, maybe not. It like the budget was 90 million and uh I think the box office was like 242 million. Eh, it's not horrible. Yeah. Hey, let me double check that. Anyway, um, for my writing score, though, I think I'm in, I'm sitting at like a solid 70. See, I'm still like, I'm, I'm a little higher. I, I feel with this, I'm like in almost every category. I don't know why. I feel like I'm just going to be like slightly higher than you because 
Yeah, I'm going to actually go 75. That's fair. Um, so that averages out to a 72.5. All right, next up we got acting, which we have a, a freaking killer cast. Yeah. Dude, straight um, up. Yeah, so first off, playing Mr. Wolf, we have Sam Rockwell. Uh, playing Mr. Snake, we have Mark Marin. Uh, Miss Tarantula, played by Aquafina. Mr. Shark, played by Craig Robinson. Mr. Piranha, voiced by Anthony R- Ramos. Or, yeah, Ramos. And then I'm going to say Professor Marmalade was voiced by Richard Aoti. Yeah, I think that's how you say his name. Let's let's just go with it. (laughs) Yeah, and then, just because she was a pretty decent part of it too, uh, Diane Foxington, or the Crimson Paw, was voiced by Zazie Beetz. Which I'm pretty sure... Oh yeah, that's exactly who I thought it was. Uh, it's Domino from Deadpool 2. Oh, nice. Wasn't she in another thing too that we saw? Oh yeah, Joker. That's what it was. Oh yeah. yeah. I completely the... forgot about that one. I, I did too, yeah, the next door neighbor. Yep. All right. Um So who's your uh who's in your top 3? All right. Um number 3, Anthony Ramos as Mr. Piranha. Um Ooh, I had no good idea choice. that this was right. He was so good. I had no idea this was Anthony Ramos. Freaking uh, right? guy that was in the Heights. That's so cool. Guy I hope he continues to get work cuz the guy's a really good actor. Dude, he's a great actor. He's a good voice actor. Yeah, he did it for like how crazy he had to be with Mr. Piranha. He did a great job. Uh, number two, I would give to Mark Marin, uh, who played Mr. Snake. Wonderful performance. Had a great time with his character. Um, and then number one, definitely Sam Rockwell's Mr. Wolf. Amazing job. Like honest. Uh, I love Sam Rockwell in anything. Like, even if it's a complete shitty movie, he saves that movie because he's such a great actor and he's actually a very good voiceover artist. Um, yeah, he's so, great. Yeah, he he killed it as Mr. Wolf, and uh, I I loved listening to him uh, portray this character. So that's my top three. Yeah, so I have the same number one as you uh, with Sam Rockwell, yes. but you're absolutely right. There's a movie. I forget what it's called. I'm pretty sure it was on Netflix, but he was playing some like hitman guy that was super into um Ah oh, jeez, I just forgot her name. Oh, was it isn't it like Mr. Wright with Anna Kendrick? Yes. Yeah, yes. I know what you're talking about. And that movie was garbage. <laughs> but he <laughs> was awesome. Uh um yeah so he's my number one like you said great voice actor great voice acting um i'm actually going to give my number two to anthony ramos um his mr piranha was so good 
like I had like I almost I have a hard time with with um characters that are like super hyperactive it, like exactly like how Mr. Piranha is, but it's just the way that he was able to like chill out every once in a while kind of made him a little bit easier to swallow. Yeah, I feel that's the perfect way to to put it. Yeah, like it it just he calmed down long enough for me to be like, okay, and just kind of catch my breath from him. Whereas other like crazy characters like just are on the entire time and it's annoying. But he did a great job. Um, and then my I'm I'm going to give number three to uh, I think I'm going to give it to Richard Aoti. Excellent choice. Who voiced Professor Marmalade. He had the perfect voice for this complete and utter suck up. Right? Like, oh my god. <laughs> perfect. When I yeah, when I think of like uh snotty uh not snotty, but yeah, just just a hamster that that is an absolute kiss up. Yeah, the, the, yeah, this this is definitely a voice that I could hear coming from it. Dude, he was so good, and when he switched, it, like it's like he was effortless when he switched into villain mode. It was so good. Like I knew he was coming, and I'm just like, okay. Like like you said, we knew he was going to be the villain, but once he made that turn, it was uh, it was incredible. It was incredible to witness just because he like it's like I don't know what he did with his voice. If he did anything, it might have just been the animation just kind of playing it up. But the way when he switched into villain mode, I was just like. Like, I'm sold, like absolutely sold. Yeah. And I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it's because he's not a very good villain or good guy voice or if he's just like i don't know what it is about his voice but he he sold both sides of that coin so well like he almost had me questioning it in the in the end when i'm like is he gonna be the villain and then he switched i'm like yes yes he is i felt a hard thing to do so kudos to richard aoti yeah so loved it loved it loved it loved it um yeah so for for the main team so with with wolf snake and piranha i was pretty high on my scores um oh and uh marmalade for tarantula shark and the Crimson Paw, I was a little bit lower. That's fair. And then the extras were just, eh. Yeah, they they didn't really do that much. I feel if like um, like I feel out of like the the bad guys, and this is nothing against Aquafina, but I feel that Miss Tarantula is probably my like 
when it comes to voices, probably my least favorite. And it's, and it's not, it, like I said, it's nothing against Aquafina. It's just all I could hear was Aquafina. I really didn't hear the character. Um, and maybe it's just because I'm, I'm just so used to Aquafina's voice and the way that she shouts. And so, like, you know what? I don't know if that was, like, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. I don't know if that's the problem, though. Like, oh, go with me here. Like, okay, I might be completely wrong here, because again, like Tarantula out of the the bad guys team is lowest for me. But I think the reason she's lowest for me because I love Aquafina. But the oh yeah, the, I do too. The reason I think she's so low is because they kind of played her off as the straight man. Like, she didn't really make a lot of jokes. Or there wasn't a whole lot of Shit, humor to Tarantula's true. character. Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. Caleb solved it. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing against Aquafina. Well, yeah. I said there was nothing against Aquafina. Um, yeah, it's that. <laughs> yeah, that's purely a writing issue there. Um... We love you, Aquafina. Hell yeah. <sighs> acting, I'm a little high. Not, I'm not super high on acting. Because I think, even though I thought they did really well, um, I think my highest score was like in the 87 range. Okay. But that's like... The top. So that's like so Sam Rockwell and Snake and all of them. Everyone else bringing it down just, just a hair. I think I'm in like... I'm at 80. I was at the same score. Really? <laughs> yep. Love it. Perfect. Alright, so that averages us out to an 80 for acting. Uh, moving on over to character development. Again, this is where it had issues. It, like, the arc overall, like, if you think beginning to end, and only those two, the arc's good. It goes from yeah. bad guy to good guy. The issue's in the middle. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard to do just one character because, like, you could do Wolf and have it be like, oh, this is, like, a great arc. You get to see all of his progression and whatnot. But I think with this being what it is with the team, you kind of have to score the whole team. Yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah, th this has to be a team effort. Yeah. And with Wolf and... With Wolf, you get to see, like, a pretty decent arc. Like, him alone, I'd be in, like, 88, 89 range. Because I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. You get to see him kind of struggle with with the idea of being good. And, like, all that fun stuff. But where it starts to fall apart is the rest of the team. Snake does, like, is just constantly trying to deny goodness the rest of the team are aren't super for it 
and you ne- don't really get to see them struggle with that conflict of being good versus bad. You just see them witness something good happening, and then they they kind of have like secondhand like ooh, and it yeah, and then they're suddenly like yeah, we're we're full team good now, and you're like, eh. are you though? Like not really about that, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So with them, it's it's just like it's seriously black and white. Like it just suddenly like switch flips and suddenly they're on the the side of good. At least with Snake, you kind of got to see him. Like, I mean, you can argue that the same thing happened with him that it was like sudden switch flip for him, but because of the whole like bet- trying to betray Marmalade and everything, which pretty decent. But oh yeah, still <laughs> you don't you don't get to see like that struggle of goodness. He's super against being good because he's like so worried about how people will perceive him. Yeah, or not because, or he's afraid that people won't perceive him as good, no matter what he does. Yeah, he f- he feels that people will never change their mind. That's what they've always seen him as, and that's what they always will see him as. Yeah. So I mean, it was just it was just interesting because like the rest of the team, they never had that that struggle. You never see. You never see that, even in that moment where they were receiving the reward. Or not the 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 golden dolphin thing. Mm-hmm. Even when they were getting their accolades for that, you saw Wolf was like, "Oh wow, they finally see us as good guys." You didn't get to see that from anyone else. They were all like looking at Wolf, like, "Hey, you gonna freaking do this?" <laughs> yeah, it's true. And so, and then it's like they're showing their frustration with Wolf. And it's just eh, not great. Yeah. So unfortunately, I think the rest of the team freaking drags, drags them down. Pretty, pretty bad. So for that, I think I'm in like seventy-seven range. Like I said, Wolf alone, mid to high eighties, but the rest of the team just like drag him down like a freaking anchor. Yeah. I think I'm just going to give it one point higher at a 78. Wolf just boosted me up just one point. Alright, so that averages character development to a 77.5. Alright, next up we got effects, which in this instance is going to be animation. Amazing animation. Yeah. I mean, usually DreamWorks always does a great job with their animation. Um, but yeah, they honestly outdid themselves with this one. I agree. I love how this kind of had like the com- a comic book feel to it. It did. Yeah, I was trying to put my finger on how best to explain it. But yeah, that's perfect right there. Yeah, it kind of gave me um, uh, Into the Spider-Verse and like the Mitchells versus the Machines vibes. Yes, absolutely. Like where they they were putting the the 
the cartoon like black outlines and it's just but the expressions too they they were able to show really well it almost kind of had like anime feel to it too like a little bit of everything so are you a fan of the direction that dreamworks is going like this with their animated films like keeping it like the same animation they had but like also like adding a little more stylistic to it i love that like i love how puss and boots yeah i love how puss and boots looks like i the trailer that I think there's only one trailer for that right now, right? No, there's two. There's two? Okay, I've only mm-hmm. seen the first one. But the I love it. It doesn't really give you that much, but it's still a good trailer. Yeah. I I love the stylized um looks. Um I don't know if you've ever seen the uh Spark shorts on Disney Plus. No, I have not. So those are awesome. Those are like pure stylization. It's classic Disney animation, but with like stylized in different ways. Like there's one where they, like I would love to see a whole movie done like this, but it's 3D animation, but they're colored in with comic book dots. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and they play around with that a lot. It is so good. I'll, I'll I'll see if I can find the name of it for you. Um, but yeah, please. It's I love the stylized. Like it just it's more it's something a little bit more intriguing to look at rather than just a three D model kind of just doing whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Like I love harsh. Like I. I I think I'm more of a fan of 2D animation than I am 3D animation. That that's fair. I I will fully admit, considering the Bob, you know, it's not the movie we're talking about, but considering that the Bob's Burgers movie was the first 2D animated film, hand drawn animated film, whatever you want to call it, that we have seen in years. Like, hasn't it been like since the Princess and the Frog? Wasn't that the last? Ooh, it's been Andrew. a while. But, yeah, the fact that that was, like, the first one we've had in so long, that, I mean, that movie's great, but that movie, that just made that movie even more special. Oh, yeah. I truly miss seeing that. Yeah, there's just something about it, like, like I, I don't know, and that's kind of what, where the vibes I got with this movie, it, it felt like it could have been 2D. I honestly would have loved to, yeah, I would have loved that. Considering that this is, you know, like taking, um, you know, like the big bad wolf from, you know, um, classic stories, I think that honestly could have worked in its favor. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. This is why I want to do, come December, I want to break down Claws on... Netflix. Yes. Because so have you seen that yet? I haven't yet. I want you to see that one. I love that animation style, and it's it's two dimensional with some three D, um, I forget the term for it. 
they it's it's mostly 2D with some 3D assets thrown into it. Some, not very many. Okay. Um, and I think it's just for reference for the uh, the 2D animators to use. Like that's okay. the only reason that they use it. So, I love it. I love that animation style. Like I said, very very into the. 2D animation style over 3D. Yeah. Um but yeah, I freaking love this stuff. This like the animation that they were able to, to do with this. It looks so good. So good. Yeah, it just kind of had a feel for everything. It kind of had like a comic book feel, a little bit of an anime or manga feel. Like it just kind of like a little spice of everything, and I loved yes. it. Absolutely loved it. Like if this is what this is what I view now as like the DreamWorks style. Yeah, and if they continue, then kudos to them because I think that they're heading in the right direction. Yeah, like even with the the I know that it's like the newest movie with uh, the minions. I don't view the minion. It's hard for me to remember that the Minions is... Oh, wait, that's not DreamWorks. No, Minions is Illumination. That's right. Yeah, so now I feel like Disney has a very distinct style. And now I think DreamWorks has found theirs. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah. So this one, kind of hard for me to give it super low. So I'm not going to. I'm I'm going pretty freaking high. Yeah, me too. You know, I'm going to go 95. I will actually go a little higher than you and go to a 97. Love it. All right, so that averages us out to a 96. All right, next up we got music, which I do not remember the music that well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember honestly anything. I mean, they had like you know, like car chase music during car ch the car chases, but that's yeah. just you know, like hype, like hyped up music. Yeah, there wasn't anything too special about this. It it did what it was supposed to. I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Um. Got you all hyped up, so I... I'm on like a 7. You're at a 7? I was leaning more towards a 6, but I can meet you at 7. I mean, I, I, I can be talking to a 6. You could be talked down to a 6? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. You could? Yeah. Um. You know what I'm gonna get? Uh, you know what I th I think it deserves a six in my opinion. Yeah, I'm going yeah. going six. It it was good. It was it was good. That's all job. that can. Yeah, it did its job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in a good way, not like it's like oh it yeah. did its job, but it was shitty. It it accompanied the scenes in the way that it was supposed to, but there in the go. end there wasn't anything like outstanding and no super catchy tune or whatever, which I feel this could have used. Yeah. Yeah, you know, okay, 
I'm sorry to say, how did they not use Bad to the Bone? Like, at some point. Oh my gosh, right? (laughs) Dude, that easily would have bumped this up to an 8. Yes, yeah. Like, literally, as they're, like, leaving the gala, after they, like, take, uh, after they've, like, um, successfully taken the dolphin, literally, they could just be playing that. Like, work it in some way when they're just walking off altogether. That would have been perfect. Yeah, that would have been great. Shit. <laughs> well, that Pretty sucks. Much you missed wish we... a huge opportunity. I know. Wish we would have ca- gotten that perfectly. Yeah. All right. So six it is. All right. Next up, we got costumes, which for this is more character design. And I enjoyed it quite a bit. I did too. I had. Close to no issues. I thought that, and this is something that I'm like boosting my score for, the way that they were able to utilize Mr. Snake was extremely creative. Right. Holy shit, that was so cool. Yeah, like you almost, it, it, the way that they animated him almost made up for the fact that he doesn't have hands because he was using his tail and his body in like a bunch of different ways to grab stuff or like what they, they were able to do a fist bump with his tail. I mean, come on. Like that was just pure perfection. Yeah. Um, I freaking loved the uh, addition that Mr. Shark uh, wore a shark tooth necklace. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. <laughs> I loved that. Yeah, honestly, all the um, the outfits that everyone wore, like I really liked those. The only one that I, I wasn't the biggest fan of was uh, Mr. Wolf's when he was wearing like the black jumpsuit. Yeah, he, yeah, no, he should stick with a suit. Yeah, I think that he he need if if he was going to wear something like that, he needed a hood like yes. like Crimson Paw did, or just something that didn't feel like it was like squeezing his head and making him look super goofy. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely agree. Like, cause he he just puts off this personality that he's like, oh, super suave and. And all this other f- cool stuff, but it's just that didn't didn't track. Yeah, it did not. Um. Yeah, everyone else looked really good. I, I, my personal favorite is Mister Piranha. You know, same here. Mister Piranha is my favorite too. Like, I love that he's just kind of like this tiny. Like, well, what do you call it? Like a bouncer type? Like, he, he has, like, the little overalls and everything with, like, a, a white button down that's kind of opened up really wide. Like, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, Shark was super good. Tarantula was... I... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would agree, but I love how you put it like that. She's I... Yeah, and... Yeah, everyone else was uh was pretty pretty decent. Yeah. 
I loved Mr. Marmalade's uh, outfits and his. Oh my design. gosh! Right. So good. <sighs> yeah, and the the silhouette here too. Like like I said, a good character design or costume or whatever leaves a good silhouette. This has an amazing one. Absolutely. Like if you were to just black out all of these characters, like you would know exactly who they are. Oh yeah, easy. So that that bumps my score up a little bit too. So where where are you at? No, honestly, I'm at a nine. I was at like a a soft nine, maybe like a really strong eight, but I'll I'll give you nine. Alright, so we got nine for costumes. Alright, last one. Personal score. Do you want me to go first? Whichever. I can start. Okay. <laughs> I feel we're like always bad of being like, oh hey, who wants to start? Um, but overall, this is a uh, very enjoyable DreamWorks movie. Um, I will say it doesn't reach the levels of like dealing with a bad guy's redemption arc as well as uh, Megamind did. Um, when it comes to uh, redemptive bad guy arcs, I feel Megamind does stand taller than the bad guys, but that doesn't uh, take away at all from this movie because it still is a very enjoyable uh, Ocean's Eleven movie for kids, like Caleb put it, and that's the perfect way to put it. Uh, all uh, the bad guys are great. Um, had had a blast watching, a blast watching them on screen. Um, and the the supporting the supporting characters are pretty good too. Um, yeah, I I had a pretty good time with this movie. So I would say I'm gonna go an 85. Nice. Um. I also had a fairly good time with this movie. I think there was a a good portion in the middle where I started catching myself dozing off. It, it just oh, it shit. had yeah, it just had a really difficult time ke- keeping my attention until it picked up on the action again. That's fair. And it like once they got back into that, they like they had these like gags that they were doing. Like I loved how they were like racing out of Marmalade's place, but then they stopped to get the cat, and then they, it was just like come here, come here, and then they caught it, and they're like all right, and then like down, like I love shit like that, and so all of that stuff was great. It's just the middle is where it lost me. And, like I said, I had some major issues with, like, the writing and how everything was kind of just super overcomplicated. Like, this would be a really hard movie, I feel, for a kid to grasp. Like, it's just like, wait, I thought he was a a bad guy. Oh, I thought he was a good... Like, it just just gets... I think it'd, it'd be super confusing to follow. Which I'm not docking for at all. I'm just it's just a point I'm bringing up. It just for me wasn't my favorite, but I still had a good time. So I am actually sitting in like seventy eight range. 
Okay. Like, it's at a level where I would watch it again. Like, yeah. no problems. But it'd have to be, like, special circumstances or something. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. But. All right. So that concludes this week's breakdown of the bad guys. And the final All Bros letter grade for the bad guys has come to a. B minus. Not bad. Not bad at all. It's actually a little, a little higher than I thought it was going to get. How did you think it was going to score in the C range? I thought it was going to get like a, a C plus. Like a, that's a, okay. a that's where I thought it was going to get, but it actually it scored pretty decent into the the B minus range. Um. So let me. Pull those up real quick. All right. So it is sitting at an 81.81%. Not bad. Yeah, definitely not bad. So that puts it above Holiday in Handcuffs, which is at an 81.78. Uh, it puts it above Birds of Prey. Which is at an eighty-one point seven five. All right. Uh, puts I it it's also a team movie. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Uh, puts it above the Matrix Reloaded, which is at an eighty-one point six six. Puts it above Late Night, which is at an eighty-one point three seven. And then puts it above Deadpool Two. Which is at an 81.08. Oh, shit. Yeah, I feel like we're going to catch some shit for that. <laughs> uh, probably. Um, but it puts it below being the Ricardos, which is at an 81.87. Uh, this is not one that we have an episode on, so don't feel like you have to go back and find it. <laughs> uh, let's see. You have to watch that movie. It's great. Yeah. Um, it's below Spiral, which is at an 81.93. Um, it's below The War with Grandpa. That one's actually surprising to me, which is at an 81.93. Oh, wait. These are all 81.93. So we have three 81.93s. Oh, shit. So we have, so it's below Spiral, The War with Grandpa, and Rogue One, which are all 81.93. Honestly, now, like, now, if we were to go back and, like, re-rank Rogue One, I might even rank it higher than that. Oh, we'll have to go back and look at the, uh, the scores for that one, because that one is pretty good. And then last yeah. last up, it's below It Chapter 2, which is at an 81.95. Okay. Not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. So, yeah, that's where it's at. Sweet. Well, if you guys enjoyed this episode and love 
listening to our amazing voices because we know that we have such amazing voices and you know nobody wants to uh stop listening to us and you know what we we really can't blame you um but if you guys uh like i said if you guys enjoyed uh this pod this episode and want to listen to more uh be sure to check us out wherever you listen to podcasts we are damn near everywhere uh we are at Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio Republic. No, did I just say Radio Republic? Radio is Republic. That, <laughs> that actually sounds super dope. I think that's like a isn't that a movie? Uh I don't a, know. I can't remember now. Um but yeah. That's where you can find us. If you can't find us uh, where you uh, listen to podcasts, well, then I'm sorry. You're listening to the uh, wrong place. Uh, because if you can't find us, then we have a problem. Yep. Um, if you want to uh, be able to uh, contact us, uh, be able to answer our questions of the week, um, uh, recommend movies to us, you can do so at our uh, social medias. We got Facebook, Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash the Albros, Twitter and Instagram at the Albros, as well as TikTok uh, at the Albros, where we are actually getting, we are, I feel we are doing a very good job with keeping up with TikTok. Um, so I, yeah, I, we're posting I weekly, tic- which is pretty good. Yeah, I, f- I feel TikTok and Instagram are definitely the two that uh, we uh, strive to uh, make sure that we uh, stay ahead on. Um. And then if you uh, would prefer to uh, email us, if that's your preferred way to uh, get um, in contact with us, uh, you can do so at channel at gmail.com. If you want to check out our website, tinyurl.com forward slash thealbros, get to know us a little bit more, you can do that. uh, Where you can, uh, and also there, you can um, get your own uh, Albros design, uh, where, um, or make, not make, um, Basically, let us know which uh, Albro's design that you would like, because when it comes to Tee Public, they like to take, well, not Tee Public themselves, but studios like to take down stuff that Caleb literally made by hand, and it's not copyright at all. He didn't take anything, so studios are just being assholes. Yep. So, yeah. Can you tell um, I'm bitter about it? <laughs> you know what? I don't blame you. Um, next week on the podcast, we'll be breaking down... Th- I'm, f- I already forgot the name. What, what's it called again? The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Thank you. Or as some will say, the newest Nicolas Cage movie. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so you guys can look forward to that next week, but until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we will see you guys next week. So long. Deuces.